0: Welcome to the Marketing Plugged In Podcast. My name is Marcel Stack, and I'm here with Darren Winter. We talk about everything around marketing and the challenges you get involved with. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Today on the show, I have Darren as usual and Pascal, the special guest of today. Pascal Fintoni from the company Arclight Marketing and Media Ltd. Professional trainer, and speaker in digital marketing, video producer and business coach for business communications. So that's quite a lot. Good morning, Pascal. How are you?
1: Good morning to you both. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah. Well, likewise. Thank you for being on the show. I hope you're doing really well. Um, Yeah. So today's, let's just head into it uh, right away. So today's podcast, the topic of today is about online business reputation management. And um, that's one of the fields, or, or one of the expertises that you have, Pascal, obviously. It's very broad, you do, do have uh, a, a very uh, deep expertise, but this is the topic we're going to talk about today, business reputation management. But before we head into that, um, Pascal, your business is ArcLight Marketing and Media Ltd. And do many things beside that, obviously. So for the people listening, uh please tell us something more about you your businesses because you do many more besides that uh, just uh, arc like marketing and media and uh, where you started so there those are lots of questions let's just begin with with uh, to hear some more about you excellent well let's get
1: into this so you know as i was listening to you and you mentioned the term reputation management i was kind of thinking yeah, we're going to talk about that yeah. um but what is interesting for me mm-hmm. Is I, I see this as a natural evolution of what we've been trying to do as businesses with regard to the internet and digital marketing, and for me as well, it's kind of interesting because this year I will be or I have celebrated my 25th year in um, in industry. All right. Uh, started obviously as a young marketing officer in London for uh, thank you. <laughs> it just means that you know I'm getting old now, and um, you know I can see history repeating itself with regard to the web, which we can come on to in, in a yeah. moment. But I started as a very young marketing officer for a, a tour operator in London. And a couple of years into it, I was given the special project of building a website, and um, so that was the nineteen ninety six was my first website project, mm-hmm. um, which, as you can expect back then, went horribly wrong, went over budget and over time, very very quickly. But in a process, it learned so much. Yep. And what I did see, however, despite the fact that the um, the results were rather mediocre, was that it did have a positive impact on our sales and I kind of visibility out there in the marketplace and so on. And I became fascinated by the kind of a combination of um, buyer by behavior and online communication and how you can kind of use your understanding of people, a bit of psychology, and your kind of um, business and sales sense or argument to kind of make good things happen. But I mean, back then, you know, you couldn't do much with this website. What you can do is almost consult it as a, as a brochure mm-hmm. like we had. And then people could just print the. Print, print the web page <laughs> and then they have to walk to the trial agency to then you know ask for I want to go there please and of course things have evolved from there Yeah, obviously. so I kind of um, decided to specialise um, in digital but I'm really pleased I had at least a good 45 years with also traditional sales and marketing which I think is very very important mm-hmm. and then what do you do well you just kind of you know pay your dues so you go from websites to email marketing from email marketing you go into uh, SEO from there social media uh, and so on and so forth always looking for ways to use your time and budget wisely yeah. so that you get good return on, on effort and yeah. um, i didn't always do that i wasn't always that wise so you know i will say that there were times where i was spending an enormous amount of time and money for little results and you know th- th- something something we can cover in a yeah. moment which is the idea of how you could lose sense of time and lose sense of what this is all about because the internet is a very charming environment. Mm. And I use the term charm in this fullest sense where it will, um, the internet and online marketing can often give you the impression that you're doing amazing work because you have the um, evidence of your hard work. You can see the words, the images, and videos you produce right there in front of you. So you can kind of give yourself a pat on the back and say, well done, Pascal, what a week you've had. Yeah. But actually, if you can't, Correlate that with increasing inquiries, sales, and yeah. money in the bank. Obviously, you have wasted your time, and you've just pursued uh, the the activity of content creation, online marketing. Uh, you did it as a um, as an activity that was enjoyable because of the creative pursuit, but it didn't really bring about business results. And then. Around 2011, um, I had the opportunity to launch my own business. So up to that point, I was, a, I was an employee, mm-hmm. really, and um, doing amazing stuff, including actually moving on from being a practitioner to being a trainer and mentor as part of a large organization. But in 2011, I was able to go my own way What I did then was to actually set up a um, video production company because I knew the video was going to become huge Mm. and continue the training and mentoring around online marketing. And those two were kind of running concurrently, almost separately, if you will. Um, But eventually, um, you know, I actually remember saying to myself, I give the video production company five years or 100 clients, and then I'll stop. And the reason why I wanted to stop is because I kind of felt that the market would be s- essentially sorted in terms of having a lot of other video production companies who understand the web too. And there was just no need for me to be one of many. And exactly five years later, and 100 clients later, uh, it was one one of the rare times I actually managed to break, break the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the company was kind of med dormant and I concentrate on becoming a mentor and a speaker mm-hmm. about video marketing and reputation management because reputation management for me is actually the the wonderful kind of bringing it together of all the different disciplines that belong to the world of online marketing, yeah. but in a more cohesive and a more structured way. Because um, ultimately, what we need to be thinking about as businesses, big, medium, and and, um, and kind of small, mm-hmm. is this idea of. We have reached a point in the economy that and the the world that we live in today, where somebody is able to form an opinion about who you are, what you do, and how you do it, without ever talking yeah. to you, which is rather mm. rather crazy. Because I come from a it's only an industry, an environment where people had to talk to you. There was no way you could learn about my business, my
0: team, or whatever without at least a conversation. Yeah. But we've gone quite the opposite yeah, way. Yeah, that's how, that's so shifted. Since, uh, uh, um very big obviously over the years and, and in the internet and I fully agree with that and <clears throat> the reputation management or you know there, there are many ways you can say that actually uh, uh, for example it's also like brand <coughs> sorry brand identity the, the getting the right message across Re- reputation households lots of different terms but it's basically the way you present yourself out there and uh, it's 100% on point to what you're saying obviously first the first it was like you know talking to one another and uh, things are moving so fast that people just look on the website or look whatever you're showcasing putting out there and making assumptions based of that and having that on point is super 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 important so Sorry to interrupt you there, because you were going no, that's, that's uh, going on really well. So you said 2011, you started the, the business, and you agreed, like, yep. okay, you know, from 100 clients, or in five years, uh, I believe, where you you were going to quit the company, or taking uh, sitting down and taking it onto a different perspective and in, into a different way. So. I, it was relating to the um, video production company, I gave myself
1: a goal of five years around the client, and and the reason for that was, I suppose, back to this idea of 25 years in the industry, Mm -hmm. I just knew that um, I was filling a gap at the time, Mm -hmm. which was video for the web, as opposed to video production um, for other means, such as TV, cinema, and all that kind of things. And, and I knew that five years later the um, you know the supply uh, environment would become very very busy, and people would end up competing on price. And I have no interest in no. that. So I kind of knew that you know I'd learned so much through the process of helping those clients. And certainly, if people ask me directly, almost on appointment only basis, I would do the video production side but I've chosen to specialize in the consultancy side of helping somebody connect with their true voice, their brand values and identity and ask the questions, what are the words, um, images and videos that are gonna translate those for you so that people form an opinion that is exactly correlating with what you want them to believe about you.
2: I've got a couple of questions for you, Pascal. Um, Sure. what is online reputation management for those listeners who don't really understand what it is
1: what what, how do you define so so for me the reason why i like the term is that it suggests elements of control and this suggests actually taking back um, charge of your online activities and image. So as a consultant, as a trainer, I would have a particular bias towards people obviously finding it a challenge to use the tools of the time, understandably so. There's just so there are so many options now. There's so much uh, at stake of getting it wrong, uh, not so much in terms of cost, but uh, loss of time Mm in order to discussing uh, that uh, time flies. And if you uh, undertake or design a campaign that you're going to execute for a few weeks and a few months, Darren, and it doesn't bring the result, you can't claim that that time back to start something different to see if it will work better. So with regard to reputation management, the two things I like about it, it concentrates your mind on what is essential and what is going to work and not allow yourself to spread yourself too thinly across too many activities, but it is also squarely and wholly dictated by what do you want people to believe about you? Mm-hmm. And as a result of which, what are the best activities to help you achieve that? And and then and for each businesses, the number is actually quite small. And then within that, what you do then is design the simplest campaign possible execute and stay the course and hold your nerves whilst obviously you're building your reputation. The reputation really is, um, I suppose for me, is the reaction of others based on the information they're gonna gather from the web. And ideally through your efforts, you want three reactions as in three sets of beliefs. So uh, belief number one, if you will, is that you're well practiced. And of course you you want to kind of go there, but it is very, very um, dangerous nowadays to stop there. So, you know, I'm well practiced, therefore, I'm going to put effort into putting together great case studies, testimonials, uh, and do a show-and-tell type content. Uh, and the reason why it's a little tricky to just stay there is because that is exactly what everybody else is doing. And reputation management asks you to be a bit more innovative and use be more ingenuity to stand out from the white noise of the web, which is what it's become. Yep. So as a a result of which, you want two additional reactions and sets of beliefs from well-practice. And the the second one is that you're well-researched. Being well-researched or someone having the opinion or impression well-researched suggests that you're so passionate about your industry, and, and that's very important, and the industry um, in terms of your clients and their world, that you can't uh, help but keep yourself informed and you take great pleasure in sharing those findings. And the well-researched element is um, one that is extremely easy to do. But perhaps for some reason, that's really why people don't do it so well. But ultimately, if I go online, if I was to Google you, if I go on your website, if I check your social media, and all you've done is told me that you well-practiced through your effort, that's not particularly engaging. And that's also, essentially, uh, in doing so, you're guilty of the worst crime on the web, which is to under-communicate. That is yeah, to yep. say, when I, if I were to meet you face to face, Darren or, or Marcel, and the engagement and the back and forth and the conversation would be so enriching for me and so enjoyable that what you want is for the same kind of um, richness and depth of the conversation to translate over to the web. And I think with regard to yeah. um, one's virtual um, version, if you like, um, digital version of who you are and what you do, the web at the moment is guilty of under-communicating, under-serving. So first set ability for reaction from your content, you're well-practiced. The second one is you're well-researched. The third one, which is by far the most important one, is that you're well-connected and that you understand that you are only one element of a bigger project for the client, or that you know you are one supplier amongst many in terms of the different services and products they have to buy on a regular basis. So you are connected because you network, because you're interested, because you ask questions, and you take great pleasure in showcasing those connections. <coughs> and on occasion, bringing those connections to the fore, um, saying to your prospects and customers, I know that this is not a subject matter that I specialize in, but I know it's very important to you. As a a result of which I've taken the initiative to bring that connections, which is essentially what the two of you are are doing today. You are kind of bringing those connections to to the fore. So online reputation is a reaction to, my reaction to the information you've chosen to produce. And you have to choose to produce a wider range of information that helps you essentially avoid under communication. You are far more interesting face to face. You are far more helpful and engaging face to face. Do not let yourself down by having a virtual version, which is of a lesser quality. That's.
2: I think it's, I think it's some fantastic information in oh. you, you know, if you, if you, if somebody yes. said to me that you couldn't take anything new away from what Pascal just said, then you know, I don't know what you're listening to. It's, it's a it's, lie. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think the, the um, you almost guessed my next question because my. Listen to what you were saying. I kind of feel there's been a shift in the balance of power in terms of communication and comments, probably more towards the consumer. Um, and I guess that's where your business model fits in for your company that you kind of you've looked ahead and you kind of saw the trend, or you, yeah, you did see the trend that this was going to be a big thing that companies and businesses and um, celebrity, everybody needs to manage their reputation from different.
1: Uh, different side different facets no, absolutely and so what what we do here therefore is almost kind of deconstruct the whole system to build it again yeah oh. I, I th- I th- yeah it's uh i
2: think it's interesting that you you've seen that quite some years ago um and like listening to a lot of companies they you know they've got pr gurus and they've got social media they've got digital marketing um, departments but actually, when it comes to their reputation, usually it's it's quite mismanaged, um, and they haven't they don't have a strategy in place um, to deal with that. But actually, that's almost the fundamental reason upon no, and, and I space. think that
1: I have a lot of uh, sympathy for that because um, if you are essentially if your time and kind of um, brain power is monopolized by trying to understand the technology of the time. So if you spend time trying to understand SEO, email marketing, social media, and so on, you perhaps don't have enough time to step away from that because these are tasks to be completed. You need to step away and reflect on what do we want people to believe about us? You know, what is essentially, if someone was to just glance at the website, what are they gonna tell others about us? And Mm -hmm. that's why I, I say that you need to be in charge. And, and, and to kind of take it back um, in house almost if
0: you will yeah definitely it's a huge huge portion of p- people nowadays but people really underestimate and uh, I uh, I, it, it was amazing what you just uh, what you just told because it all makes sense it's something that I feel hundred uh, percent aligned with what I see uh, is happening as well basically and, and, and the direction that's really interesting for lots of companies to focus on because uh, um, yeah just having a beautiful well-designed message visual or whatever not only visual by the way let's just get that clear there's also uh, audio branding in itself I mean there's lots of stuff connected with that like uh, sounds that you remember that represent a different uh, brand you know um, there's been a lack. well not for everyone but there has been uh there's a huge opportunity there i highly believe that as well and and, and the, the three points that you just mentioned make total sense one thing that was uh, uh what i found interesting that you said before that was uh, uh um the, the message that you have to um that you have to choose a message that you know that works or uh um do, do, do I say that right? How, uh, yeah, that you have to decide on something that works, but you kind of know that upfront, do you? It's not that you can say upfront, well, I know for a fact that that tactic is going to work, that idea is going to work.
1: How do you? No, I, th- I, th- I think that's fair. I think that's fair, and and I think. Sorry. Uh, what I would say is, you know, leading on to, on that comment mm-hmm. is, it is fair to say that there is an element of experimentation. Yeah when it comes to online marketing to discover what works best for Mm -hmm. you. But once you have discovered what that is, which is usually a small number, it's always a small number of activities, Mm -hmm. it's never a big number. Once you know what that is, you have to stay the course and almost turn turn off your ears and eyes to what I call the marketing of online marketing. That is to say, you've uh, designed a campaign, Mm -hmm. you have evidence suggests that those activities work now, you know this is a kind of content that works for you, this is how you're going to show you're well-practiced, well-researched, well-connected. But the temptation to try something new or something that, you know, someone has mentioned to you, oh, you should really do that because they're passionate <laughs> about it, because they have discovered their version of reputation management, you've got to really learn a new skill of ignoring yep. well-intentioned advice from, like I say, the marketing, online marketing, so a new platform or, or what you're saying, use us because we're better than the, the one you're using now, but also, like I say, your your, your peers, your, your friend, and, and that kind of things. that essentially is... Um, is saying to you, oh, you know, I did this thing on Instagram. It was amazing. You should do it too. There's there obviously no basis for that recommendation. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry to come across so blunt and brutal. But it is. unless your, your contact has spent months you know, walking in your shoes, has read your business plan inside that, as I kind of internalized it, that outburst and enthusiasm about using TikTok has no, <laughs> no grounds and no basis for yep. it and it's a skill in itself though it's very hard i i i kind of get drawn towards ooh the new shiny objects and so on and i could lose a day two three you know that but that's thing. fine
0: so that's that was my but point that's, I, no definitely i was just what i was going for was like okay how can you uh, get to something that you make sure that works but you already said that's something you have to try out the only thing that you could mm. do is to attune uh, defi- define the message the best way possible towards the the target group, and I highly believe. And what you're saying as well that if somebody uh, uh, says to you, like <laughs> for example, TikTok, what TikTok is, ex- uh, is 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 extremely useful, and w- uh, you should. Uh, should use it as well it really depends on obviously multiple of things such as the audience and that's what we talked about in the previous podcast as well uh sorry for that uh pascal but um right darren are you still there yeah no i i i, I laughed in the background when
2: pascal was saying that because i think <laughs> yeah. that it is a it is a massive temptation and i know that's a discussion that me and marcel kind of uh, agree yeah. to disagree politely and on and I think there is some merit of being adventurous and trying new things, but I completely agree with Pascal that from a a professional uh, marketing point of view, it's not, you really should not risk your time, your resources and your management um, to to jump onto a new platform. It takes a lot of thought, a lot of time. You have to really understand, is that really going to grow your business and help you meet your business goals? Mm -hmm. Um, Or is it just time for you just have a bit of fun And if it's you're playing and having a bit of fun, maybe that you know you need to be doing that in your own time and not really in your company time. Um, and I agree with Pascal just the people that you have around you, it goes back to that, doesn't it? When you're setting up a business or if you're in business, surround yourself with the people that you know you need support from. They may not be paying people, but. It may be just people that you know they're a good marketer. That if you need a quick bit of advice, they're going to give you absolute solid advice, and not just tell you about the, the next great big trendy thing because that could be here for five minutes and then gone in the next. True, um, you know it's uh, so. Yeah, I think it's a really great point. Mm. That's that's my top. I think it's my number one tip of the year. It has to be yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I believe. I think because it's, the temptation is too too big for people. What do you reckon, Marcel? You completely disagree, don't you? No, I,
0: I, I No, I, com- I I agree. Uh, the things that that that's that's the thing that I learned this year as well. I mean, I'm still learning, and uh, I, I'm only two and a half years in. You know, I, I I'm still new to the business world. But one thing that I definitely yeah. uh, uh, noticed for sure, and my experience of this year was, and one of the key essentials that I learned was basically this that you know uh, uh, and that that's what you told me multiple times as well there and you know and w- you always need to hear things multiple times and hear uh, and feel the scenarios happening toward towards you and then it all clicks and basically now it clicks so this is i i believe when you say this is one of the biggest uh points of advice uh, uh towards anyone uh, having their own business i believe this wa- uh, this one really stands out for this year at least that I, what I learned. Mm-hmm. So, I just want to put this
1: into I think, a bit. I would like to build on what you said, Darren, because um, when I, uh, I was presenting actually at the conference uh, this week, and someone asked me a question of, of that kind, mm-hmm. and I said, on reflection for me, you know, looking back at this year, because I think next year is going to be very exciting with regard to online marketing. You know, we're going to see a maturation process around pra- practices. We're going to see people doing less but getting more results and that. It's going to be really, really good. Um, but I say, you know, When I see examples of those who are more successful than others, there seems to be two habits. One is idea of in the habit of creating superior content. What I mean by that is a content that is actually very easy to produce but its impact is great and so that idea is superior and not throwing the crown but also combined with support from the superior network of contacts and peers and, and colleagues and so on and i think for me the, the hardest thing that perhaps you have to do as a business owner manager or as a team leader or as, a, as an employee is to actually be quite brutal about the quality of the network that you have around you yeah and ask yourself the question uh are, are, are they really you know holding me to higher standards and are they really helping me you know kind of shift the needle a, a bit more or are we Kind of supporting each other to stay in a comfort zone or even worse, you know, are we kind of convincing each other that it's all a big waste of time and we're going backwards and that that to me has been one of the hardest things I've had to do um, because I, I do get attached easily to people but, you know, from a business point of view to... You know, be quite black and white about you know the quality of that network around you because I can guarantee you that this is one of the many reasons why your online marketing and reputation management will improve vastly because that cohort around you is going to drive
0: you forward. Yeah,
1: yeah, I I, I can, yeah, absolutely, completely agree. If I
2: hadn't spoken to some of the people um, that I had to that I've done this year, um, and I didn't go out and do it that way, but if I just hadn't myself out going to the networking groups and um joining up and and speaking to just having a chat to people and just being friendly just doing my job then i wouldn't have had a lot of the opportunities that come my way this year and i think that you know not to digress from the topic today but when you were training us as a group pascal um back to back to the exhibition in the summer um in terms of the, the biggest frustration there was when people walking past your stand, how can you get them to start talking to you? How can you get them to engage with you? How, and it all comes down to kind of your how you stand there, how you look at people, how you communicate. Um, that experience of you talking to different people, networking with different people, that all comes about. People make that that snap judgment, and the more experience you can get about talking and um, and working with different different levels of clients, not just. Your sole traders, freelancers, but working with bigger businesses as well, that, you, that really shapes you as an individual and yep. makes you more attractive. Um, you know, when you're talking to a potential client, you know, and um, I think it all, it everything comes back into this. Um, one of the things you was you were just saying there, um, we sort of talk about risk, um, in, in when you're using new platforms, and and I guess that you know. We talk at one of the major brands in the world, probably Apple, Um, probably not the top, but certainly one of the biggest ones. And they've come under a lot of of criticism in the last few years. Oh, sorry. Uh, I'll carry on talking and hopefully you can pick it up. Um, Apple have come under a lot of criticism in the last few years about um, not being the the leaders in technology and allowing others to take a a lead first. But I guess this is what you mean by about... um, kind of being careful about where you pull your resources because for them if they were to suddenly have gone into VR three or four years ago it actually really hadn't really gone anywhere that would have done them more damage than actually waiting five or six years to see that technology grow and then perhaps then start to to to,
0: to put their brand on it yeah yeah. Darren, uh, the connection sometimes is a little bit unstable. Obviously, it's it's because you were working off-site, but I think I catch the drift of it. Um, so basically, the, the people around you, the connection around you, I, I uh, completely uh, agree with that as well. I think this all makes pretty much sense in a, in a way like you know, not just having the people around you that are uh, a- ambitious and as energetic as yourself, um, but also... Um, yeah, well, no, that, that having them around you and, and, and that that provokes you to do better things and not just uh, your own team, but also gives you new perspectives. That was uh, what, what, what I was going for. They, they grant you new perspectives, so they don't know... They create you new perspectives whenever you talk about different subjects and then yeah. they uh, encourage thinking differently. And that's what we talked about lots of times as well. But yeah, that's basically the essence of being well-connected because when you first said that, Pascal, well-connected, I thought, okay, well, what did he mean exactly? But that's just the people you surround yourself with. Not only the team, but people that you mm. Not your team, but me, but people outside your team, and you mean also? Can you also? Can we also say your friends, or the people that you hang out with in your spare time?
1: Uh, certainly, because you know, just to close on that, you need to find ways to recharge, yeah. and uh, you you can't just be in work mode all the time. So again, you know, what what is your network to recharge and and be taken away from work mode to go back into yeah. it? But to answer your question about what I mean by well connected, it goes back to this idea of. Demonstrating that you have a clear, clear understanding of th- your contribution to the bigger project that your clients is obviously wrestling with, um, which can be as simple as running a business, for that matter, or you know, building a bridge but you're only providing them with the bolts, you know, to yeah. hold <laughs> the different parts together. So, if you understand your contribution to the bigger picture and the bigger, the bigger project, then all the other elements that will supplement, complement what you do that's where you need to seek out connections hmm. because you should be interested definitely uh, by the bigger picture. And there's all to which, you know, going back to what Darren was saying, you're going to learn so much. You're going to be so inspired by those conversations. on. But more importantly, don't keep it to yourself. Nope. Hmm. Very much like you know, the well-researched elements. So if you are keeping yourself informed and you are reading books, you are listening to radio, you are getting newsletters in your inbox, you are on social media... And you are learning and you are growing as an individual, but you're keeping it to yourself, that's such a miss. Yeah. Because the likelihood is you would mention that book, that program on T whatever face to face. I'm asking you to do the same virtually. And there's nothing wrong to me, to mention, you know, a good radio program that inspired you or a mm-hmm. book or a, a tweet, whatever. And then on the well connected it's the same one. If you met somebody at the networking event or you've, you know, even actually read the book and get in touch with the author and say, Listen, I think that others should hear that too, or yep. others should uh, hear your perspective. Um, l- I'm not going to keep it to myself. I'm going to share it on, yep. and I know that you know. Ultimately, there is something quite, um, you know, it goes back to what you want to build as a business and your reputation. But that process is thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyable. So then you have the options just podcast today you have video you can even just um you know have a chat hold
0: your phone and then get it transcribed
1: and so there's so many different ways you can treat well connected
0: and there are so many ways that you can benefit of that sharing things also as collaborations as as sharing uh, perspectives and seeing things differently no definitely so what i i have written out some questions as well one of the big uh, one of the first questions was like how would you describe uh, a sum up a perfect communication reputation strategy? but that's something we already basically cover quite well right now. Mm-hmm. So one thing that I I, I I think is covered as well, that was like how how would you describe a sum up a perfect, perfect experience for your customers? I believe if I say it right, if I understand it correctly, it's like having, the visual as in the message uh, um, the message of the company and the visual part and also the audio part those three elements the way you present yourself out there and having everything aligned with what you do as a company and the message clear to what you want to get across and you want to have them Mm -hmm. to do that's the perfect uh well experience that's the perfect way of doing it right having all those elements in place it's not that easy as I'm saying it right now it's it sounds rather easy but you do want to have a mix of media type and
1: you do want to have a mix of length as well so we just coming out of the um, years of misinformation about short form is best And that's been one of the biggest bit of a mis... Well, there's been quite a few bit of misinformation Mm. on the web, but this is probably the one that got me quite annoyed because actually, if you want to build a reputation and if you want people to believe in you, you can't just do it using short form, that succinct bit of content. And... Of course, you know, we can blame social media for that, you know, which invite people to do micro-blogging. But that was meant to be in addition to the the long-form. So what I'm really pleased about is that we're seeing this year, and I think it's going to be even greater next Mm -hmm. year, the return of long-form content. So, you know, case in point, this interview, or people would say to me, um, oh, Pascal, you know, you've got your guest talking to you for an hour on video. Nobody would watch uh, an hour of video and I said well to be honest with you compared to what I can see on YouTube That's pretty short. Yeah, um, so the, the written long form is, So you need both different media type and different different length from micro like a minute 30 seconds All the way to an hour uh, and more and if you if you have some nervousness about long form Just go on YouTube go on podcasts go on blogs mm-hmm. who have written tens of thousands of words and look at the praises and the traffic and so on because obviously you need to show depth in your understanding Mm. and depth in your own kind of deliberations with regard to what you're doing and to do short form to me now is suspicious short form equal somebody trying to do online marketing swiftly because it was a chore long form suggests passion and suggests yeah. that this is something that um you can do but, but the good thing about long form as well for our listeners then you can truncate it and create uh, smaller, smaller short pieces. forms yeah. out of that yeah it's
0: all it's all about the three basically the what uh, the way I, I always like to work is the three pillars and that one is uh, uh, entertainment one is uh, inf- uh inform people and the second one is help them along and as long as if, if that's compacted into the story, the message you're trying to get across, then it doesn't matter if it's either short or long, as long as you're bringing value and the whole idea of getting a quick message out there and not really saying anything, that doesn't work. And, you know, that seems to decrease over time as well. It's good to stay maybe under the attention uh, of people, but it doesn't get you nowhere in the end. And and that's some great advice, definitely. You know, uh, um maybe make yeah a youtube video or something longer and then you can divide that into smaller pieces that well, if if we have to take an example of the one of the some of the leading uh um uh, let's call them social gurus out there they're doing the same they're creating long content big content they, they have lots of material and then divide that into smaller pieces but as long as you're bringing value that's the most important thing And obviously the way you uh, identify yourself outwards because if that's not in line with your company then Mm. it doesn't make sense, right? To answer
1: your question a a bit more fully as as I'm listening and reflecting what you're saying Mm -hmm. um, Reputation management is obviously a term that would conjure up so many ideas and and thoughts Mm -hmm. But please understand it's very simple It's just done very often very well It's really, you know, the idea behind it. So the temptation of the recent past has been to try and over-engineer the activity of digital marketing or online marketing using a vast number of techniques, tools, and templates as a result of which, um, you know, your efforts are not rewarded, you know, fairly. And what is interesting for the whole industry when it comes to digital marketing is to kind of make our peace with the fact that it's going to have to be very simple. We won't be able to, uh, on the case, you know, very, very soon, really kind of shine and shout about you know the complexity of the campaigns or the complexity of what we're doing, um, because it doesn't have to be. But it's it's done very often, which is uh, I think that where the challenge is, mm-hmm. and it's done very well. Yep. And with within that, therefore, what what you need to do if someone, for example, says to me, "Oh, uh, you know, LinkedIn is is part of my uh, kind of." Uh, mosaic of different platforms Mm -hmm. then i would say brilliant but can you make sure that you use linkedin very well very often yeah consistent consistently consistently that's right and so if you use linkedin but you you kind of post once or twice a week then then of course what you get back is is proportionate to that but if you start to post and you've kind of committed to the well-researched well-connected in particular not just well-practiced then you're going to see some returns very, very quickly. Um, for for example, you know, so we we are we need to be sympathetic. To someone's you know what I call time budget, and I love when people have little time to spend on online because that means that I'm going to have to actually keep it very simple, mm-hmm. and we're going to have to you know be very consistent. And for me, you know, the the, the what you need to look at is if I look at the platform, what is the you know the the one feature that the platform is superbly proud of but that people don't use that often so in the case of social media for me it's both live and groups yep. mm. so those two features are typically the one where the money has been invested vastly particularly with regard to facebook and its ecosystem but also linkedin to to, to a point and they put tons of money on um, actually the three groups, stories, and, and live. And therefore, if time is short, then do that. Yeah. Don't do anything else. I mean this sincerely. It's going to some kind of contrarian to what you've been told, which is post ten times a day. But if you can't, if you don't have time to post, then maybe what you should do is go live once a week and have a one hour you know, kind of a super yep. show with guests and that kind of things. <laughs> and then back to what we were saying yeah. a moment ago you can then repurpose it you know to your heart's content for the next for the next four weeks so to me it's back to this idea of be ingenious pay attention but then go all in yeah. to be you know to do it very well very often and very simply uh, with regard to you know search engine optimization you know there's only one or two things that really matter i know that you know if you if you put the textbook for seo it tells you there's a hundred things that you should do if time is against you, do the, the two things that really matter. At the moment, what really matters is to run a very good Google Maps entry so that you prepare for the future. The future being that next year, Google Maps will become a social network and Google putting tons of money in obviously um, making this a competitor to the, the other social network. And the second thing is to get yourself a guest on podcast so that you know you get your your presence it's essentially on other websites. Mm. the websites are going to link back to your website but a podcast web page for your listeners and I, I know they'll be familiar with that is very content rich mm. So it's not just that you know your name is mentioned with a hyperlink to your web to your web page actually it's a content rich web page which gives you all the branding points you'll ever want for um, for your business So what are you doing to be a guest on podcast very often And these are the kind of conversation we need to be having not whether or not you should have meta tags here or there nor whether or not uh, the image should be square or rectangular on Facebook, you know and that's why reputation management to me has become exciting because it brings all the better practices together mm. but it also focuses the conversation on the essentials What really
0: provides value, what really matters it's not about the way you... Uh, yeah, If you like you already said if it's a square or a rectangle or Circle, however, the content looks like it's just the way it, it's being put out there. Yeah, obviously, the visual part is really important as well. But focus on the parts. That, it, sorry,
2: sorry. sorry. Uh, I was going to say, do, do you think, uh, do you feel Pascal that um, consumers are more demanding now for like new content? They've seen it all before; they want something different.
1: I think because customers B two B or B two C, I don't make the difference anymore, <laughs> are demanding for you to be present. Right. Um, so what what they don't want is to be essentially a subject of promotion. Yeah. Um. No matter how good and uh, how much money you've spent, what they want is some element of participation, which is why it's always been my conviction, as you know, Darren, that the internet and online marketing is a domain of small businesses because we are so much better at participation and so much better at being present yeah. within you know limitations. But I am always in awe of what I can see a small hotel do compared to the big brands. I am always thrilled about a small charity and what they can do online. Uh, I love you know, what a small accountancy firm does uh, on LinkedIn compared to all the big names. And the reason for that is if they don't, there's a real sense of jeopardy. If they don't, then the order is gonna dry up and they're gonna have to close business. But also, the, the inspiration for small businesses typically to, you know, to be online and to come up with content is the last conversation they had with a customer. The spark comes from that re- human interaction. It's much, much harder, and there are ways, to, of course, together. but it's much, much harder for a big brand that we can all think of to ask the marketing division to think and walk like a small business because they've not had a conversation yesterday with a small business who was struggling but then gave me the inspiration to do a podcast, a blog post, a video about it. and. That is why, as you know, Darren, I've been absolutely convinced that the, the, the internet and the way to use it well is actually, the like I said, the, the domain of small businesses. The error of the recent past is that we have assumed small businesses, that bigger businesses do it better, and we've tried to emulate them through their own practices. And, well, we've learned the hard way doesn't work, and now we're busy doing our stuff our way, and it's an absolute delight. Mm. <laughs> yeah, okay,
2: I completely agree, Absolutely
0: yeah it's great it's it's fun to see how it all uh, where it's all heading towards to you know and uh, in the end I think it's always also figuring out you know uh, w- 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 what's often be said is that marketing always ruins everything uh <laughs> but it's 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 like that no you know, i mean whenever people see that something provide um, whenever people feel there's some quick results to gain then people really uh, how you say that focus on that and try to get the maximum out of it until it it died off and basically yeah showcasing all the stuff that doesn't matter and putting all that kinds of stuff out there that really isn't providing value and saying anything yeah that's that's died out and now it's all about really providing a message really providing a story and, and and yeah being focused on that instead of focused on sales and and that's an interesting uh direction that's heading uh, it towards you so whenever i was going to ask you as well so hey the important things coming up in 2020 and 2021 what could be vital for people to know is that hey focus focus on those parts what we just talked about you know focus on uh, uh getting your message and your story and the way you present yourself right. That
1: yeah, spend some time to reflect of what what that is, you know, I always say it takes a bit longer than what I'm going to say. But you know, obviously the idea being, what do you want people to say about you and your business when you're not in the room? Yes. And if you write those down, then the next question is, what is the best form of content that's going to help people believe those statements? You know, so, the idea being that right now, I'm talking to one of my friends and I'm praising a local business. I've had a positive experience. I'm praising this local business. My friend's going to listen to me and take on board a lot of the information, but he's going to do his job as a responsible uh, future customer, which is to check it out. So, they're going to grab their phone. They're going to do a number of, of yeah. checks. And what you want really is for the online information to c- concur and confirm what I've just been yeah. saying. If, however, what I've been saying comes across as far more positive, far more interesting, whatever that what's on the web, my friend could be forgiven to think that I've lost the plot, or that they they're going to be nervous. And you know, the, the real threat for small businesses if somebody delays getting in touch with you, that that's really and, and what we do with the web. Is we may not. Uh, I'm not a big fan of accelerating and making someone buy before they are ready to buy. But certainly, I don't want to put any obstacles in the way of someone who can become my future customer. Yep. So, you know, with with that in mind, you know, it's the exercise of right. So now that we know what we want people to believe about us, using the uh, three kind of principles of well practiced, well researched, and well connected, what is the simplest, perhaps most enjoyable way to do something very often very well? and it may well be therefore you have to stop doing some things because time would be against you or quite simply logic dictates that you know this is a waste of time but then the time you've reclaimed away from those platforms or practices can be reinvested into a smaller number and to answer your question about 2020 and 2021 you know for all our listeners and for all of us we have to move towards a more interaction with uh, audiences, uh, no matter where they are, whether they are suppliers, uh, prospects, existing customers, you know, and peers. But you've got to be, if I may leave you with, with one sentence, which I use a lot in presentation, you have to be seen and heard being helpful to others. Because that's essentially what I need to take away as a precursor of my future working relationship with you if i see you and hear you being helpful to others others that i can relate to then what i'm taking on board is well i want some of that experience too and therefore Mm -hmm. your reputation is what i'm observing you being helpful uh, to, to others because when it comes to selling when it comes to converting Um, Most people, I would argue, are going to take a um, a bit of a punt. Mm -hmm. They're going to kind of take a bit of a risk about, well, I'll assume that they are good at what they do. They, They are reasonably competent. But the biggest worry that I have is whether you are any good at customer service, truthfully. I'll assume your product is okay. I'll assume that as a consultant, you know your stuff. I'll I'll take a risk on that. But what I can't take a risk on is whether if we have a, a relationship with each other that's like going to last hours, days, weeks, and months, I can't, I oh. can't afford... <laughs> oh, oh that's just a test. Being, being heckled by a fire alarm test. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. uh, that's brilliant. So I can't afford to take Don't. the risk. Therefore, I, I'm looking for signals that you being helpful to others is what you do normally this is part of your your dna and which is why everything that i talk about today and and more about you know well-practiced well-researched and well-connected are signals that you want to use to give you essentially the the impetus to create content where you are heard and seen being helpful to others
0: that's fantastic it's a great takeaway thank you very much definitely it's just all about consistency just doing what we all just talked about and keep that consistent rate so that people get the understanding of that so okay one last question and what we are curious about how does 2020 look for you are you working on any big big projects uh things coming up how how a number of things actually. So I'm gonna um,
1: launch season two of my video Q&A. So uh, unlike you, I, I do video. Yeah, yeah. Um, and my podcast strategy actually is to be a guest. So thank you very much for that. So, um, um so that it's called the the content marketing studio. And I invite guests who are involved in reputation management and content creation to share essentially what they've learned and tips and and tricks for for our viewers and listeners. Mm. That includes people who have just began their journey as content marketers as well as those who have been doing it for a while. Because I think there's something very, very um, encouraging to hear from people who just began, not just, forgive me, uh, those who have been doing it for for Mm. a while. So I'm looking forward to that in 2020. I'm going to also continue with um, the uh, launch of my French consultancy business, which I'm rather excited oh, about. Oui. So I'm going to, uh, I've opened a French office um, late this year, and I'm going to kind of crack on with that. And essentially, my role is going to be to help French exporters uh, promote themselves more successfully online by using reputation management techniques that is going to suit the um, UK and Anglo-Saxon culture. And uh, so that's going to be um, quite, quite interesting. Yeah, that's pretty specific then, as well,
0: <laughs> like specific, but yeah, okay. Oh. Well, I look forward to
1: having actually uh, like a very, very definitive niche and see what comes True. of that as a practitioner. So I'll, I'll let you know. And then, and thirdly, I'm going to really keep banging the drum about uh, reputation management video uh, content in particular and this idea of focusing on what works. So for me, if I was to, because you asked a question a moment ago about 2020, 2021, this idea of websites being a bit different moving forward. And I know that Darren relates to this idea of being there almost more as customer service platforms than marketing platforms. That's mm. going to be very interesting mm-hmm. to explore that. Um, STU, I mentioned, you know, I think it's going to be about targeting the tools uh, such as Google Maps, YouTube, and making it work harder for you and learning to be a guest, whether it's a guest blogger or a guest on the podcast videos and that kind of things. Um, with social media, it's gonna have to be live, live, and live, yeah. just be just be <laughs> Just, uh, just, just uh, live, uh, right. <laughs> because uh, that, that, bear in mind what I've just said a moment ago about being seen and heard, being helpful. Uh, for all of us in the UK you know, and and in Europe, if I may suggest that the moment live video is rolled out on LinkedIn, yep. just if, if it is your platform. So going back to you know if it is your platform of choice and you want to do things very well, very often, um, I would suggest that you go live on LinkedIn and really create that program. Mm-hmm. Of, of shows and, and whatever um, email marketing is making a return which i'm absolutely delighted about but again we need to learn from the past mm. and the abuse <laughs> from big brands in particular yep. mm. and create that again more as email customer service that's than email that's a really interesting
0: intake on on. On. taking that customer service into consideration with the design yeah. and the approach of all the things definitely well i certainly uh,
1: my, my my plan is 2020 is to start to really change the um, the content but also over the titles of my sessions when i do training to talk about social media customer service and email customer service because i think it's, it's such a close cousin to, to marketing but actually it's in line with what people really, really want and it may well be for example that for some of our listeners they're not going to use social media much for marketing and business development they will be at the heart of their operations from a customer service point of view mm. and there's so much you can do there that would be so exciting for them so I think, you know, we're going to have that and uh, we're going to see also the creation of new roles around uh, online reputation management around content creation uh, in house. Uh, and I think for agencies who are operating in a sector, there's, there's a role for them to obviously take on the more complex uh, aspects of reputation management, but uh, empower their customers to take charge themselves.
2: So it's fantastic. You, you're going to be
0: very busy next year. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I, I highly believe that as well.
0: We will be definitely be linking the Q&A videos uh, whenever the link is live obviously uh, because it's not is the page live already in which where people can find the Q&A videos or it's the so
1: so they certainly can go on my website and see season 1 if you will of um, the content marketing studio so if they go on the PascalFintoni.com and go for the video blog they'll see the channel called um, video um, sorry content marketing studio uh, i mean on that something that we discussed with darren in the past with regard to um blogs if you're happy with the term you know it's such an important part of the website generally it is yeah. and i think the future is going to be to actually run it in terms of blog series so almost if i may use the term you know following almost like a netflix model where you're going to have different audiences who have different wants and needs reaching your website and to look after them well in customer service format, you, sh- you should have blog series, not just a blog that has a bit of everything thrown in it. And kind of organize your content in terms of themes, titles, and and kind of um, give it that Netflix model where you can choose what you want today based on your needs, mm-hmm. as opposed to having to f- uh, fight through you know the, the, the complex uh, kind of uh, volume of content. It completely that's, makes sense when you when you put it like that, Pascal. As
2: well, you know, when you when you think back, people have got like if they are serial bloggers, they've got so much content, but it's just so badly structured, you don't even know where to start. Um, so yeah, I love that tip. That's brilliant.
1: And I think bloggers should really take a hint. If if, if um, I mean I I'm, I mean all people can can write a long form because that's not my my chosen format. But there's definitely they can definitely take a hint from the way uh, people run their youtube channel and podcasts yeah. and shows as well because everything is serialized and there's a reason for that uh, and i think if you if you have taken the trouble to write and provide value for your audience and you now reach a point where you're into you know that double figures type of uh, numbers of articles think about actually groups and but make it very evident through navigation visuals and, and more there's so many more questions
2: I really want to ask you, but we I think we're completely without time. We'll certainly,
0: use your time up. Yeah, no, definitely. And and uh, uh, if people have, if the listeners have questions, uh, uh, ideas, tips, or whatever they want to share, with also with Pascal, you can def, uh, definitely mail us or uh, mail Pascal. We will be putting uh, all the. Uh, uh, Emails and information down in the description below, yes. as well yeah. as the website and any uh, other social uh, platforms you can uh, find Pascal on. And us. Um, that's it for today, Pascal. Thank you so much. I I really appreciate. You're very welcome. Really appreciate the the in depth knowledge you shared with us and 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 the. Uh, uh, your vision in which i believe is 100% on point on the uh, where it's all going heading towards to so thank you for that no you're very welcome thanks for having me
2: thanks pascal and we um, we we'll, we'll, we'll catch up ourselves i'm sure could we live or we live, or see each other quite closely in this part of the woods anyway
0: <laughs> yeah so for the listeners please leave a like and subscribe to our channel tell your friends uh, for twitter is marketing Uh, for twitter it is mktg plugged in and all these other other socials it's marketing plugged in podcast thank you again both of you and the audience we speak with you next week